0: Welcome, y'all, to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Boy, this is a beautiful, beautiful summer, first day of summer 2017 in the beautiful city of Willoughby. We are here with our Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini. I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalder. But what we're doing tonight is going to talk about a bunch of how questions. So, we do, we're business coaches. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. All those how questions that you have in your business day to day. How do I find good employees? How do I make more money? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? It just keeps going on. (laughs) Well, we answer those. My partner Adam and I have been together with uh, coaching businesses. That's what we do for over 15 years. So we have a good show tonight because I think we're going to talk a little bit about Buying
1: an apple. <laughs> Am I? Here's Adam. Hello, we'll Adam. See. We got Adam Adam standing up tonight. again today. That's, that's right. right. So all y'all, right? That's the we got the Southern Southern drawl going on tonight. Mr. I thought so. That's right. Yes. Welcome to Dirty <laughs> Secrets of Small Business. We're here to talk all things small business. Uh, for owners of companies with anywhere from one to 25 employees, that's the folks we know and love the best, and we help all the time. And we're here to share a lot of the stories of not only their stories but our stories as well and examples of stuff that well it's got to be true you just can't make this stuff up and uh uh, we're we're blessed to have have that happen to us every week Uh, we coach dozens of clients each week and again they uh they keep joking with us that hey i think you're talking about me this week and uh (laughs) we help to reinforce just how um while stories are unique, there's a lot of similarities and overlaps with stories, and so there's a reason why we don't use names on the air here, um, to protect the guilty, I guess, to a certain extent, or right. to, to kind of keep them, in, you know, keep them interested in what's kind of going on. <laughs> so so we know our clients are out there listening quite a bit, and, and, and we thank you for that as well as the rest of our listeners, but there's some great stories we have to, that, that we want to share, and we know much like many of our clients who give us that direct feedback, we know many of you who are listening as well also can relate to many of the stories that, that, that we're talking about, and you're probably looking over your shoulders wondering, how did we figure out that was going on in your business? And, well, because it's 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 common. Whatever you're going through, whatever struggles, whatever challenges, whatever opportunities you're facing right now, how do I go through all those things? That's a very, very common thing, and that's a big part of the reason why we started this show over a year ago is to share a lot of these dirty secrets of small business, to get them out there and to let you as the owner know You're not alone, and their answer's There's a
0: There's a certain commonality with with issues in running a small business or a big business. You know, there's certain fundamentals that every business, successful or otherwise, should be adhering to. If they are and they've mastered these, uh, what we like to call the seven keys to success, and if you've mastered those, your business is going to be successful, and we define that. As growing sustainable profits. Nothing happens unless your company is profitable. Somehow, profits got a, a bad word over the last maybe decade or so. Uh, not a real bad word, but often enough, grossly misunderstood. Certainly, any maligning of it uh, is misinformed. Uh, profits really are, are what makes things happen, be it non profit, for profit, charitable. Whatever, whatever your your goal in mind, you need profits to really run your company.
1: That's right. And uh, as always the case, you know, Jack and I are here, and and as we do with our with our day to day coaching business, we're here together, and we coach all of our clients together. And the idea of this radio show and podcast is to have a, have a simple discussion like that. So it's like it's like the two of us and you listening. You know, we're here together, having kind of a, you know a nice chat across the table. And you're always, always, always welcome to to be part of the show. There's lots of ways to to be able to get a hold of us. If you want to talk to us live on the air, we're here every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern in prime time here. And the number here in the studio is uh, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. You can also tweet at us. Our handle is at MaximumVP. You can also try emailing if you want to do that. We have radio at MaximumVP.com. And if you can go to our website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how, there's a great little form, form there to be able to fill out and submit your how questions. So we'd like you to be able to kind of throw your how questions out there if you got some. If not, don't worry. As I said before, we've got plenty of how questions and stories to be able to share. Uh, so if you want to react to some of the things that, that, that we're talking about as well, uh, we've got quite a few of those to kind of go through. So What,
0: are they, what, what number do they call to reach us tonight?
1: 440 Nine four six nine four six eight.
0: Good number, good number Yeah, call in, let's, let's uh, chat about your how questions We've got lots of them that we've solved So we, we think back on those days And, and basically we uh, just pull them out of the archives Yeah there's so many of them And so many of you face those Some have faced, some will face Whether you're starting up a company Or you've been around for a number of
1: years uh,
0: Yeah, have a little chat with us we like to do that stuff with small business.
1: All right. So before uh, yeah, Jack mentioned or alluded to uh, a little technology, how question we had from earlier today, I got I got one I want to get get into. <laughs> it's kind of come up quite a bit recently, Jack. And that is, how do I know I have good advisors? Mm. So no matter what kind of company you have, you have a you have advisors. We aren't just talking tech here. No, it's just no. in terms of you know having. How do you know if you have good advisors? You know, most most companies are going to have a. A CPA or an accountant of some type and kind, have an attorney of some type and kind. Probably have some sort of a banker, perhaps, maybe an insurance person, maybe a financial planner. But you're gonna have some advisors around. You you may have some coaches or consultants around as well. How do you know you've got good ones? Anyway, before I or before we get into that,
0: you know, as you're rattling those off, insurance and CPA and lawyer and. You know, all those are are the result of regulatory requirements, (laughs) not because they're advising with the uh, happiness and wondrousness of making a small business owner better. Uh, If it weren't for many of the laws and regulations going on, I wonder to what degree these folks would uh, uh, be in that
1: advisory role. That's a a great, I guess, counter to this question that, that, that I'm asking Jack, which would be, a question to those very advisors. And it's discussions we've we've had with many of those advisors directly as well, which is how do they communicate or explain the value they provide to their clients? Mm -hmm. I know we've said on these airways numerous times, Mm -hmm. and we talked to pretty much every owner we ever meet. We ask them a very simple question as as it relates to their CPA or their their accountant. And that simple question is if, if you didn't have to pay taxes... What would you talk to your CPA about?
0: That's right. And and how would you buy insurance if it weren't regulated? And even, even and why if it was regulated. Right? But, yeah, in, in some cases there's there's certainly risk. And, and financial planning, however one wants to define that, would, would indicate some need for insurance. But would you buy the way we buy now? Uh, God, I haven't talked to my insurance agent for... 25 years.
1: Most most people and don't. The only time they hear from them or see them is when it's time for renewal. And that's and even that right now today
0: is unlikely. You know? I mean, it may just com- be automatic. Right? I was in an accident when somebody hit me from behind. My insurance guy never called me. So what am I doing with him? So he's on my list to uh, basically uh, analyze. And how, so long it was, what, how long has he been your insurance guy? Oh, it has to be over 25 years, maybe 30 years. <laughs> long time. Sure. So... What's he doing for me? He's collecting and punching coupons. Uh, the system he works for basically handled everything. He never even called. I don't even know if he knew I got in an accident. Somebody hit me from behind. Interesting.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's almost an adversarial relationship because you aren't doing it because something's good. You're, you're doing it because you're trying to protect yourself or it's required of you. And so it's, you know, it becomes tough for those advisors because that's how they get, they get introduced. And I, I need to be compliant. That's a big word for the CPAs. That you know, is, that's a compliance. big word for us. Too. It's very, well, it's very, it's very big for, <laughs> for attorneys too, with mm-hmm. all the regulations that exist today, and um, whether you're in business or not. But chances are, during the course of the day, you're breaking laws, whether you know it or not, because there's so many laws and regulations out there. It's almost impossible not to. That's right. So how do you, how do you operate? And you know, you know, you know, people like to have an attorney to talk to if they need one. But to have one around and talk about what's kind of going on. Most people aren't sure how to engage them and usually what happens too part of the part of the the, the divide happens and if you have discussions with with those professionals in terms of how do they communicate value and and, and deliver value, so many of them are stuck in this crazy hourly billing model that is crazy hourly too right so well,
0: even even less than that right. Quarter quarter minutes, uh, yeah. fifteen minute increments. Tenth of an hour 10 kind of stuff, right? Ten minute increments, yeah.
1: And it, it's not geared towards mentality-wise, geared towards delivering value. So if I call my CPA, who's got 35 years of experience, and it takes him five minutes to answer the question, it's not worth one twelfth an hour to me. It's worth something. It's worth it's worth a dollar value. There's a, a certain a certain. Uh, uh,
0: mis misallocated arrogance. Maybe that's the word I, uh, I'm trying to wow, say that's here. Wow, a new phrase. Uh,
1: misallocated arrogance. Hey, I'm okay. not gonna.
0: I, I spent ten minutes answering that phone call, but I'm not gonna bill you today, Adam. Consider that. Are you Con- doing Are you doing me a favor? Yeah, okay. you called me, and 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 at the end, I'm gonna say hey, that's. You know, you you almost are apologetic, or you you're the one asking for the information. Uh, hey, what do I owe you? you know, what do I owe you, Mr. Attorney? Well, you don't owe me anything today.
1: See, the, the the harsh truth is they're only getting about 1 in 20 calls they should be getting. That's right. Because most folks are going to try to either play lawyer or CPA themselves. They're going to Google something. They're going to find other ways around to try to make something happen before reaching out and getting that very expensive bill. Expensive from the standpoint of, again, they aren't sure what the number is going to be, but the value is not communicated very well. And so many owners get in trouble because, you know, they didn't want to spend a couple hundred bucks talking to an attorney about something, and so it winds up they're getting sued for tens of thousands of dollars instead. That's right. And they aren't sure how to be able to do it. it, it but it's a big chasm between the owners and a lot of these advisors. And, you know, I was just sitting down with, with one earlier this week talking about this whole, this, this very thing in terms of how do they communicate stuff. They're so focused so, on compliance. So how do we know? How do we know how to choose a good advisor? We're going to... Well,
0: you've got them away. right
1: now. I'm going to assume you, you you you've got one, Jack, or you got multiple ones. So, how, I, I want to help you figure out how. How do you know if they're good, first of all? Great question. All right. I don't know. They told me
0: they were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they've they told got, me they
0: were. They must be right. They've got the a lawyer. Reconsider. A lawyer and CPA wouldn't <laughs> distort the truth, would they?
1: Well, they they have the, they have all the required letters after their names, and the, and they've gone through whatever association. Hey, what was
0: our what was our? We have an attorney we use, and we like him a lot. He was. Uh, Talking to one of our clients today. What country was he not well versed in? He said,
1: "Taiwan, Taiwanese, yeah, Taiwanese law." So he's very upfront about that, and again, he's very he's very thorough, but he he never promises stuff, which is and which is good. Our right, yeah, our
0: client, our client had a, a, a an opportunity here. He's an IT client for uh, uh, a pretty big project in Taiwan, so he wanted to have a good discussion with our attorney and. That's where we mentioned the Taiwanese legal.
1: That's right. And we know we know this is a big problem. It's a big challenge because we talk with every one of our clients about this at some point, usually multiple times in terms of you know, understanding what they've got from an advisory standpoint. So stay tuned. We'll talk a little more about this. How do you, how do you know you've got good advisors? So stay tuned for, for more of that discussion. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini. We are with Maximum Value Partners. It's a business coaching company, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of Hall.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM and the new 101.5 FM as well as online at wintradio.com. Well, Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter and I am Jack Mancini. We are
0: business partners in a company called Maximum Value Partners. And what we do is coach owners of small companies on how to improve their profits, their operations, their general demeanor, their mental picture, their spousal issues, if they have any, whatever (laughs) the issue. We actually carry a couch around our back and that seems to be lately maybe 75% of what we do. But we love doing it. We love our clients. We have a a little test on our website, MaximumVP.com, and that little test basically separates you from the rest of the world. If you're coachable, we'll take you on, perhaps. If you aren't coachable for that test, then you got to find somebody else. But if you work with us, you're going to kick
1: Podinsky because we have great success with our clients. All right, now our opening segment, we're talking about how do I know if I have good advisors or not. We'd love to hear your stories about this. Um, you can get us live here in the studio, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. Hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at MaximumVP. And we know this is a common challenge. We talk to every one of our clients about this. The reason we know, we know it's a challenge is because when we go into a client and if they are raving, raving about one of their advisors, it is memorable. Because uh, it almost I can't, I can't remember a raving. It almost never happens. Okay, <laughs> and when it does happen, Jack and I always seize the opportunity to say, "Hey, can you please introduce us to that person?" Whether it be an HR consulting firm, whether it be a you know a banker, whether it be a CPA, because most folks do not rave. You know, to to, to Jack's point in the opening s- segment here, most of those folks come into the business because there are certain requirements, regulations of the government, something like that, that that, that brings them together. They aren't doing it because they see tremendous value. So do you have good advisors? Have you been thinking about that? How do you know? Good question. Good question. How do you know, Adam? I bet you have the answer to that. i got a couple ideas as far as ways to think about it, right? Oh, okay. That's, that's just as good. So one of, our, you know, one of our favorites, and this is one of the things that we talk to a lot of our clients about, is how responsive is your advisor? So are, are they available to you? Now this doesn't mean that the person's going to necessarily answer your phone call when you call every time, but they'll get back to you very quickly. Mm. And I set a you know a not too high of a bar here. I, let's say twenty-four hours or sooner. That, that that may sound very simple or very easy, but you'd be amazed how many folks do not get back to somebody within twenty-four hours. Sure. So here's everyone's out looking for more business, and
0: here's business knocking on the door and they ignore it and I agree with you Adam that happens more than we care to count it it really does and it's very frustrating because we have opportunities for for several uh, specialized attorneys and CPAs And uh, you know if they don't call back if they don't show the the initiative and respect what do you what do you conclude uh, certainly they're not right for us but are they too busy or are they just too lazy who knows uh, we never, <laughs> we won't get the call back.
1: So we use ones that are responsive. That's for sure. All right. So one of the biggest abusers of this are attorneys. Hmm. They are by far almost the absolute worst. And we actually talked to a firm years ago that talked about this whole 24-hour rule. That was their go-to marketing ploy, and that it worked. Trying to separate themselves from the very pack. simple, right? So we have had a couple of examples just here in the last week alone. We have, we have a. A very good labor attorney
0: mm-hmm.
1: who has done very good work for a lot of our clients, and as I'm sure is the case, you know, has probably done a lot of good work for other clients that she has. But she is tremendously unreliable and unresponsive at times. And you know, the way the way Jack and I make introductions, we don't just kind of say, "Here's somebody's card, give them a call." Jack and I make a personal introduction all the time. So we will call that advisor and talk about the situation, make sure that it's the right situation for them. And then we literally connect people. We'll do a virtual introduction via email. We'll, we, you know, we make sure that we have a very nice, easy, safe handoff. That's you know, th- 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 there's no no room for doubt. No, if people aren't losing numbers. It's right there. Very, very, I and mean, it's, it's always a good matchup.
0: All, 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 both sides have to do is connect, and, and it's
1: a done deal. So sometimes that you know that connection you know even becomes difficult. Sometimes the lawyers are not as responsive. Once in a while they are, which is okay, but then sometimes they, they, they then drop the ball. They're not available afterwards. And I don't understand this. Now will keep in mind my mentality. I used to work 120-hour weeks on Wall Street, folks, okay, 120-hour weeks. I have yet to meet an attorney working 120-hour weeks. And in today's technological world, you mean to tell me you don't have five seconds to send me as a client of yours, hey, I got your <laughs> phone call, I can't talk this week, I'll talk to you next week. That simple five-second text will do you a world of good as an attorney because you're pissing off clients left and right. It's an absolute joke. Yeah. It's an absolute joke. Another attorney I called last week. He said, hey, I I have a situation for you. I I would like to make make an an introduction for you. This is last Friday. Today's Wednesday, Jack. It's five days ago. Still hasn't called. Crickets. Mm Hmm. Well, the one that uh, the attorney
0: you mentioned, uh, there's there's three or four jobs lined up in progress that she could pluck, good ones, good-paying jobs, good-paying opportunities, and she disappeared. So it's very frustrating, very frustrating for us, and we certainly have opinions on professional services and how they line up with their clients or don't and do it well and the excuses that are given and, unfortunately, just uh, taken in stride by most people. When you find a good professional service provider, boy, you better hold on to that
1: person with both hands. So I'll counter that to, to the, the, the example Jack gave a few minutes ago with another attorney who's a business attorney who's very responsive to us. I have yet to reach out to him by phone, text, email, and not have him respond within 24 right. hours. That's Even right. if he's been in court all day, whatever it might be, he, he gets back to us. He's been consistent with that for the last seven years. That's, the reason, that's one of the number one reasons why he gets so much business from us in terms of referrals, because we know we can count on the guy. So if, you have, if, you, if you're an attorney, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call here, 440-946-9468. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why you're different from that. If you're an owner you've got a good attorney like that, please give us a call. If you don't want to call us here on the air, give us a call off the air.
0: Yeah, tell, tell us a good attorney story. We, we, uh, we're looking for that tonight.
1: We have a few of them. Again, keep in mind, Jack and I have been doing this from a coaching standpoint for 15 years. So we've got hundreds of stories, hundreds of clients, and we have our own personal experiences. But they are few and far between, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It's an embarrassment. Okay, So responsiveness being available is a big, big deal to, to determine whether you've got good advisor or not.
0: Good. I would agree with that. Responsiveness. All right. Number two. You're standing up tonight. When you stand up, boy, I've got to keep my distance.
1: <laughs> All <laughs> right. Number two in trying to tell if you've got a good advisor or not. Do they look out for your best interest? Well, they're
0: duty-bound by their professional cannon. Don't give me that crap. You, can, you know, <laughs> Professional <laughs> cannons. Are they looking out for your best interest? What does this look like? Professional cannons that come
1: out on July 4th. <laughs> Other kind of cannons. Touch the cannonballs. Hey, it took us almost 10 years in business as Maximum Value Partners to find a good business banker. Oh, yeah. We've come through and met hundreds of them. Big banks, small banks, local (laughs) banks, national banks, international banks. We've met bankers big, bankers small, new bankers, old bankers, you name it. They all sound the same. They all promise the same stuff. And almost none have delivered. So here's an example of what someone who looks out for your best interest looks like. Tell me if your banker, if you've ever gone to your banker with a, with a situation where you need some help. Hey, I need some financing to get this piece of equipment. I need some financing to help grow the <coughs> business. I, you know, I need a line of credit. And they look at, 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 at whatever metrics they've got internally. They go through their credit committees and they come back to you and say, Hey, gee, sorry, Jack, we looked through and just, you're not quite a fit for, for, for what we need right now. If you do these five things and come back to us, we should be okay. That's what most bankers would oh, do. Wait,
0: so you do those five things and you come back and you hold gotta on. do no- oh, okay. no, Hold on, hold on. So, go on.
1: now, usually that's the end of the story, okay? Now, how many of your bankers would say, Okay, if you do these five things and come back to us in a year? Now, in the meantime, Here's somebody else at a different bank I want to introduce you to who I think can probably help you. Based on what I know of your situation and what they do, I think he or she can help you. Or here's somebody else at a different financing option. Wait, you're
0: saying a banker you went to and his bank can't help you, but he, that banker, is referring you to another bank. Yes. Wow. I know that guy.
1: Yeah. We love this guy. Absolutely we love him. Okay. And he's and, and people don't believe it and don't hear that story that's what when i say looking out for your best interests he's trying to help now what does he gain from that from okay. the standpoint of, of of meeting his numbers and quotas and everything else he's got from a banking standpoint he he doesn't get anything from that right there but you get you know you, you know what he gets <laughs> He gets, they, <laughs> he, gets, he gets a great
0: reputation, that's for sure. But.
1: Well, he gets great referrals, and that business will come back to him. Mm-hmm. Once that client has done those five things, you know that first phone call that, that, that they're making is, is to him. And all kinds of referrals are giving to him because of what he's done for them. He stands out as a very unusual banker. So look
0: how easy, in a positive way, he's been able to achieve that. He's got a great reputation for solving problems. And that's what he does, and and he, he does it in, in ways that always surprise,
1: and very, very much appreciated. Very sharp guy. So he's looking out for the best interests, and he, you know, he, it's a it's a very, very important thing to look out for. That. All right. So those are those are a couple. We got a few more that I want to kind of share when we come back here from break, but. I uh, we'd love to hear your stories on this stuff, too. Again, 440-946-9468. Stay tuned. We'll be talking more about how do you know if you've got good advisors. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And
0: I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches, and we are with a company called Maximum Value Partners. Give us a call. Let's talk about your how questions.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are sitting here... W I N T. Yeah, I was going. to... Well, that's right. We aren't, but uh, yeah, you are. I am. You're standing. W I N T. We're sitting in the studio on this nice Wednesday evening, and Adam is standing, and I'm sitting, and uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> summer night. First day of summer. We're here live, like we always are on Wednesdays at 7:30 p.m., and we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but it's really narrowed down to advisors, professional advisors. And how do you know if you got good ones for a starter? And Adam, while he's standing, his uh, vocal pitch is much higher, much stronger, and he's pissed off tonight about lawyers and CPAs. And right. I'm all 100% with them so. I'm,
1: Because I'm sick and tired of our clients being abused by people who call themselves good advisors who care about relationships and partnerships and all these buzzwords are a bunch of BS. Because they don't act that way. It's, a, it's an absolute joke. So if you want to join our conversation, talk about whether you've got good advisors or not, or you have different ways to figure that out, or if you're one of those advisors that we're beating up on here a little bit and you think you're different, give us a call, 440-946-9468. We're here live until 830 tonight. That's Eastern time, and you can get us in between. If you want to call us off the air, give us a call at 877-849-0670. We'd love to talk to you and kind of hear your stories. So we gave a couple of tips as far as ways to figure out whether you've got good advisors or not here in the in the last segment. And we talked about is somebody responsive or available to you? That's that's one way to kind of think about it, okay? Or do they never get back to you or do they get back to you at their at their leisure? So that's number one. And are they are they looking out for your best interest? Okay, are they doing things that are that are out of the ordinary for what a normal advisor of that type and kind would do? we gave a great example of a banker who couldn't help from his bank standpoint the you know, the the customers. But he then will turn him over to a different financing source or a different bank, to a competitor. How many of you out there have turned over somebody to a competitor because you can't help them out? I don't think most
0: people even know their competitors.
1: Are they allowed to do that in their cannon, Their cannons, Jack, that you talked about? Their special cannons? Too,
0: no, if they don't put in too much gunpowder,
1: I, I think they're <laughs> well, that's allowed okay. to. okay. picture to. All right. All right, so let me get a couple other ideas here, Jack. All right, so <clears throat> another way to figure out if you have good advisors or not. Are they honest with you? So what does that sound like? Okay, Mr. And Ms. Business Owner, guess what? Most people are lying to you. Did you know that? Hmm. Could be your employees. Could be your vendors. Could be whoever else. Most people don't tell you, the boss, how things really are. Why is that? Because you're signing the checks, Jack. <laughs> if I piss you off, you stop signing those checks. Or you start <laughs> signing them for somebody else instead, right? So well, uh, that's
0: what that's what a lot of employees think, and and unfortunately that's how a lot of bosses line line things up rather than truly truly try to find the answers and do the right thing.
1: But go on, you're on well, the most, roll. Most 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 <laughs> advisors will talk about in the idea of customer service, and if you're really curious about customer service, I would I would encourage you to go onto YouTube. And one of my favorite comedians of all time is George Carlin. And if you you put in YouTube or Google George Carlin, customer service. There's a good about seven-minute skit that he talks about what customer service looks like and feels <laughs> like. Okay, and that's where most people are. The customer service usually is they're they're trying to say what they think the customer wants to hear. You know, it goes back to some of those old adages we talked about before here, even even on the show, Jack. Of you know, the customer's always right, or they're trying to kiss the customer's butt. Right. And so right. tell them how things really are. So if you're advisor, if if it's been an advisor for years for six months, a year, a couple of years, and they haven't pissed you off yet, chances are they're probably not a good advisor for you because they're probably not telling you the truth. They're probably not being honest with you about whatever it's going to be. You think? <laughs> I think so. If I, that, think yeah. right.
0: I think you're perfectly on the mark with that. They so got, they got to do that. Well, they don't have to because most of them don't, but... uh yeah, to speak honest, to speak bluntly, that's the best way to go, isn't it?
1: We think so, but I think we're unusual. The exception.
0: <laughs> well, it comes
1: back to one of our favorite topics, Jack, in terms of the whole political correctness that's out there. That's right. People are afraid to offend somebody and tell them how it really is. So, you know, we, we have a lot of fun with our clients, I'm thinking of just the, the caller earlier today, you know, and... Our client's using some off-color language about something like that, going back and forth, describing one of his guys. He goes, I hope you guys don't get offended, but I think he's being this, right? Mm-hmm. And so we started joking later about "Well, so you're not going to tell him that, are you? He says, no, I'm not going to tell him that. I'm telling you guys that, but I'm trying to explain what's kind of going on. We'll start to give it back to our clients a little bit. We laugh because we're calling, we're calling their BS. Nobody else is calling their BS on them. So you as an owner, you're BSing a lot. And if somebody doesn't call you on your BS... Well, you, you why know, do you, you got start, them around? You
0: start to believe it, and that's the worst thing that can happen. So don't you like to know how you're really perceived out there, how things really are? Don't you, don't you really want to know those? Or do you like to keep your head in the sand? And, you know, we're, we're people who tell it like it is. We have a lot of experience and accomplishments in our 15 years together, so we can see it. So why in the world should we spend a ton of time Talking about stuff that isn't right isn't true to Adam's point. people are lying to you if they're not really speaking from their heart if you will if you're an idiot, the Emperor does wear clothes, doesn't he or doesn't he <laughs> uh, if you're does an idiot that. basically you know you should if you're perceived as one, it would be pretty helpful to know that. Don't shut that stuff off that's how you can improve yourself so people like us people employees that that basically are encouraged to tell it like it is. If the truth hurts, you can adjust to it. But my God, you should seek it out. That's the kind of people you want
1: around you. That's what
0: successful people do.
1: So, yeah, are they being honest with you? And again, my challenge there is if they haven't pissed you off in a while, chances are they're not being honest with you. Because that's what good advisors do. They often tell you what you don't want to hear, but you kind of know. But to Jack's point, if nobody else is telling you, then you start to believe your own BS. Well, if nobody's told me otherwise, it must be true, right, Jack? That's right. I mean, uh, you
0: know, oh, that's how life works, isn't it? Basically, <laughs> if 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 everything around you tells you you're great, then by God, I must be great. And those are the people who generally have issues.
1: All right, so that's a third one. Let me give you a fourth one here, Jack. <laughs> how do I know if I have good advisors? So we should get this should be like a family feud board or something like that. We give these top answers and based on our experience, so we got lots of, lots of input on this stuff. But. So does your advisor find solutions or find problems? If you've got problem finders instead of solution providers, you've got the wrong people in your life. That's
0: right. Well, so many people don't have the courage to speak up, so that's why you, you get the so-called yes people surrounding you. But basically, yes, people should speak up and they should tell it like it is. That's what you want.
1: Now, let me defend advisors for a second here. I think part of what advisors might feel is they're experts, usually in their area. So if I've got a tax problem, I want to talk to a, to a CPA or a tax, tax attorney, whatever it might be, because they've got expertise there. They often put too much pressure on themselves, the pressure of having to be right all the time. And if I feel like I have to be right all the time, I'm probably going to be more problem-focused than solutions-focused.
0: Either problem-focused or use a lot of big words and technical jargon to snow me. Uh, all of a sudden, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh,
1: well, you may Yeah, they may be quoting laws or stuff, right? That's quoting, hey, quote this, Section 17, Article yeah. 5, That's Subparagraph correct. 4. No, you know, right? Look at who they're talking to. Right. So... It's okay for your advisors to be wrong. You know that. They may not know that. They may know it intellectually, but in their hearts they don't, they don't know and act that way. You know, we talk about how we're right most of the time. We're not always right, but we're willing to put out solutions and say, hey, let's try this. <laughs> Is it going to work? I don't know. Let's, let's try it. Here's what here's I think it's a good thing to try. Sometimes it, it doesn't work so well. That may be, again, a solution we offer, or maybe something that we introduce to a, to a situation. I thought we were always right, though. No, I keep telling you that, Jack. I know. I believe it. Get rid of, you better get rid of me. <laughs> I'm not telling you the truth. So, you know, it's, it's happened sometimes where we, we, we've made introductions for somebody. We've we brought somebody into the situation, and it didn't work out. You know, I was talking to a former client a couple months ago, and this goes back probably six or seven years ago, and he never forgot somebody that we introduced to him that just didn't work out real well. And, you know, this is somebody we hadn't worked with directly, but one of our other clients swore by this person. Hey, this oh, person's yeah, great, yeah. ready to go. And, you know, you know we said, hey, we're going to back this guy. We think this guy's, this guy's the right guy. He's the right one. Right? So we brought him on board, and, you know, within a <laughs> month or so, just didn't work out.
0: Well, not and only did it work out, the guy was just, he was re- <laughs> he was really a poor fit. I mean, totally. That's what you get sometimes when you go on a, an enthusiastic recommendation. Somebody's experience isn't always duplicated uh, to the person being referred. You know? And it,
1: it, so That it, was one. Well, yeah. it, no, it doesn't always work out. We had, we had another one where I had somebody in, in, in one of the organizations I'm involved in who was looking for some work, and that it matched with a client of ours we thought pretty well. But then within 90 days, it didn't work out either. But that was three years ago, and it's been a client of ours for four or five years now. So... They understand we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we're not always right, but we have some ideas and solutions to kind of put out there. We're very solutions focused.
0: Well, how do how do how do uh, the small business owners out there choose their advisors? I know many many are very pleased with their advisors, and I'm going to guess in many cases with small business owners, that's because they haven't really dealt with too many business advisors. So they see one, and the contrast can be very huge. So they fall in love with that person. Um, how, do, how, do, how do you folks out there pick yours? What do you do? We're being pretty tough tonight on them. We know a lot of good ones. We know a lot of not good ones. And we'd like to know your experience. Is it split more 50-50? Is it split 90-10 in favor of, 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 of your advisors, or is it 90-10 against them? Would you generally agree with us, or do you you feel we're all full of it, right up to the eyebrows?
1: You know, give us a call. Let us know. What's our number again, Adam? Four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. 946 9468 Your question to them is, how do you pick yours? Is that what you said? Yeah, how do you pick <laughs> your advisors? I pick your, okay, how do you pick your advisors? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Let's yeah. finish that sentence. That's I know we're talking about it. Uh, yeah, we, we get some calls, we, gotta, we have to bleep off the air here. Right. So we'd love to hear about it because, again, Jack and I have been involved in hundreds and hundreds of situations. And it's rare that people are raving about different advisors. We know it's a a struggle, much like trying to find good people within your organization. That that, that people side is not just employees, folks. It's vendors, it's advisors, it's folks who who are partnering with you. How do you find those good people? And it's much like most of our clients feel their employees are very good. Once we get involved with them, often many of those employees aren't very good. And they start to recognize that and they start to see what a good person or good people look like when they're first exposed to those kind of people. And they realize what some of the shortfalls of the people that they have on board are going to be.
0: That's one, of, that's one of our biggest challenges, trying to show or at least explain what a good employee is, what a good employee is, and the contributions they make to the company. And so often they're, they're not even given the opportunity because basically the the little fringe analysis that so many business owners
1: do kind of keep these people off the playing field. All right, stick around for our final segment. I got got one more tip as far as figuring out how do you know if you have good advisors or not. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are looking forward... To our last
0: segment here in about 15 minutes, or at least the segment's about 15 minutes.
1: Right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And
0: my name is Jack Mancini, and I'm Adam's partner, his business partner with Maximum Value Partners. And we are here tonight on this wonderful, beautiful summer night, first day of summer 2017. And Adam is revved up. He's so revved up he's not even sitting down in our <laughs> studio tonight. So he's fired up and saying some good things about advisors, professional advisors. Both good and bad. We're looking for a little commentary out there to see where you folks might line up. And that can go either for your advisor or against them. We'd like to to see how that flows. We've got a little time here, about another 15 okay. minutes. About
1: 10 minutes to go on the show here. you got to give us a call at 440-946-9468. If you don't get us on the show, hit us up on Twitter at MaximumVP. Email us, radio at MaximumVP.com, or go to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how and fill out the form there and give us, give us your take on this and in terms of how do you find if you have good advisors or not. And we've given four tips so far in our first couple of segments here, Jack, in terms of how do you figure that out. So the first thing was, are they responsive? Are they available to you? Okay, getting back to you. Are they looking out for your best interests? I showed a good story there about a banker of ours who did something very unbelievable, sending people to the competition. Whoever does something like that. Third one is, is are they honest with you? Have, have they pissed you off recently? Okay, if they haven't pissed you off recently, they're probably the wrong advisors for you. And then the fourth one we gave out was, are they more solutions focused or problem focused?
0: So how do they find these uh, good advisors? Do they go online and do an Angie's list. Uh, do they go on LinkedIn? How do they find good advisors?
1: No like and trust. Well, first of all, I gotta figure out if you have any good advisors or not. So going through some of those tips I was given before here, Jack, I think that would be good to start with. But you, you try to figure out, talk to other owners you know. What are their advisors doing for them? That's well,
0: right, before you go. It's it's you know, it's it's under the umbrella of hey do you know a good lawyer hey do you know a good CPA? I'm up against it so I need you know, but it, it ideally you should be searching a little better than that. Not wait until your back's against the wall, but you know, search a little bit. That that's important to have a good a lawyer, a good CPA. Good to you means different things to different people, but Adam touched on on some of the characteristics that should be there. Don't be shy about it, and don't be shy about interviewing attorneys and tell them that. You know you came recommended by so you know so and so and and uh, I take so and so's you know word as as pretty important. So have some questions. Interview an attorney, interview a cPA, interview an insurance agent. Like you know, my insurance agent. I talked to you before. My, I was hit in the rear end, and my car totaled, and he never called me. And he's been my insurance, he's been my insurance agent for thirty some years. So, what am I doing with him? I might ask. My fault all the way. I'm just too lazy to call him, and that's what happens. You, you basically, uh, you know, after the dust settles and things get back to normal, he's on my hit list, and my hit list usually gets accomplished. Maybe not as timely as I'd like, but. Uh, you gotta take action with these guys you really do because they're complacent just as well my insurance company could do a lot of good things for me and, and uh... because adam i think is going to touch on klt no like and trust I am. and an insurance agent really meets a lot of the kind of clients that we like to have
1: that inertia you're talking about jack is very tough to break the inertia of being in a relationship for so long it's true whether it be a business relationship or personal relationship And if you're not thinking about business stuff, I mean, look around. Look at relatives of yours or friends of yours who are in relationships. You can't figure out why they're still together, whether they be married or not or just together. You're looking and going, what's going on? And there's often unrationalized fear that, well, gee, if I break this off, I'm not going to find somebody else. Or maybe this is as good as it gets. You almost kind of give up. Mm -hmm. If If I haven't heard any great stories, I guarantee you, if... If you, if you have advisors right now, which we know you do, ask them those kind of questions. Ask them about the banker we told you about. Tell well, me the last well, time you've introduced that. somebody to a competitor of yours because you could not help the client. Can you tell me a story b- like that?
0: He or she would probably roll their eyes and get, get uh, ready to leave the lunch if
1: that's what you're having, you know. They
0: think you're crazy.
1: You want to hear that kind of stuff. That's a, one way to be able to interview people. You ask about, so like, tell me how you have helped somebody that is not directly related to what you do. And, and my fifth thing here, uh, I was talking about, Jack, I wanted to kind of get out there real quick is in terms of telling whether they're good advisors or not, is do they listen? No, do they listen good. to you? That's okay? a tough one. So many people don't. They just well, don't. your advisors should be listening to you, and that's how they find solutions, and so... Most advisors, unfortunately, Jack's Jack's painting a picture of of being at lunch with your advisor, right? Maybe maybe you see him once a quarter, a couple times a year, you're having lunch. Unfortunately, what most of those advisors are doing while they're at lunch with you, they're thinking about, okay, how is what Jack's saying to me, how can I somehow not help him, but how can I get, get some work out of him? How do I get a project out of this to do stuff? Versus how can I help him? What is he really struggling with here that I can help him somehow? And help doesn't mean that I'm the one who's the answer, but I can give you an introduction to somebody who you're trying to meet that can help you solve the problem that, 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 that you need.
0: Well, in our extensive experience, Adam, we know that that person is a rarity, somebody who listens like that, listens with a hard focus on truly trying to help that client, not sell their stuff. Most people in those environments like to sell their stuff. We all hate to be sold, but yet that's what seems like 75% of the people do. They sell their stuff rather than solve problems. So, you know, we, we like to be the exception or certainly on the the uh, the low side of people who do that because we don't think there's very many people who do, and we like to count ourselves in that number. We're blowing our horn tonight pretty much, and... and uh, that's because we, we, we're pretty good. I mean we the stuff we talk about is what we do, and you know we do it well we, we love the clients we have because we pick them they don't pick us, and that's a nice position to be in. you know I, I was ta- asking you to call in and tell us a good lawyer story one side or another Let, let's expand that to a banker or an insurance agent.
1: you know Our we're looking CPA.
0: Or a CPA.
1: Or a marketing professional. Anybody. Any good advisors that you've had that you, you feel good about. Yeah. Most owners feel the need like they have, to, they have to engage people. They have to do it because it's required by regulation or I was told I was supposed to do this and it's begrudging versus, hey, I want to go do this. I'm excited about it. Those of you, you advisors listening, when your clients ask you, most of them haven't, but if they're going to ask you, or a potential client asks you, tell me how you deliver value to me. Explain that value to me. If you're going to be like the OSHA consultant that tells you, "Hey, gee, I walk around your place and I saved you ten thousand bucks there for this violation, and this and this and this," and they use those kind of BS scare tactics, that's not adding value. It's really not. No, if, it, if it's, it's scaring you
0: into sales, that's what it's doing. Right. And they give you a, an unrealistic risk. It's it's truthful because it is. I mean, it's it, it's often truthful, but it's such an extreme statistical uh... presentation that it's it, it's designed more to scare you into action and even that's been overused over the last several decades and people are getting wise to it and you know advisors who kind of use that or people trying to sell you to hell with those folks
1: so find good folks No like and trust you touched on Jack. i guess we can close up the show with this part of it in terms of no like and trust no know, k-n-o-w folks does somebody know you like and trust you so if you look through your, your list of advisors, you talk to people who you know, like, and trust, and ask them, hey, do you have that good attorney? Do you have that good CPA? Do you have that good marketing professional? Do you have that good banker? Tell me why they're good. Tell me a story about what they did for you that kind of just surprised you that was above and beyond what somebody else would do. And it may be, again, very, very simple stuff. Hey, they returned my phone call. They got back to me in a reasonable time frame. They actually listened to what my, to what my issue was, and they, they, they came with a solution that wasn't them. It was somebody else, but it was a solution that worked. So now I'm going to go back to them again. Hey, they didn't send me a bill for every phone call or, or, or chat about it. They didn't take me out to lunch and then charge it and put on my bill later. You know, like they pretend like they're picking up a tab, and then they, they actually billed me for it and marked it up. Whatever the silly, stupid stuff that people do in the name of partnerships or wanting to be help or, or, or to be advisors? is absolutely insane. So if you can find people that have good advisors that you should be meeting and talking to before you need them, once you find the good ones, it makes it much easier to make that jump. You know, much like hey, if you're going to replace an employee, it's much easier to replace that employee and tell them there's the road when you got somebody else that can slide right into that. If if you don't have that replacement there, it's, it makes it more difficult to do that. So you got to go out there and find those good people. And if you don't know what they look like, you got to meet some of these folks.
0: That's right. Get out there and and you know, not only have the courage, break the habits of of whatever you're in now that prevents you from doing that. And interview these people. Interview professional advisors with confidence. Work up a list of questions. And ideally, if you can get good referrals, that's always the best way to go. But basically, sit down and interview. And, you know, we're we're running on time now. But uh, basically, you know, if you have any good stories of professional advisors, email them to us. MaximumVP.com
1: radio That's our website. Yeah, radio MaximumVP.com is the email. Mm-hmm. You can tweet us at MaximumVP. We'd love we'd love to hear about it because we we don't hear enough of these, and we'd love to be able to share them here on the air. You know, much like our banker story we're talking about. These are great, and we're, we're highlighting because they're so unusual. But they are what the small business world needs more of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't mind a couple of stories on both sides, and. We'll bring in an attorney or two or an insurance agent or two and say, look, here's what people are saying on this side of the coin. Here's what people are saying on that side. Let's have a lively discussion. We like lively discussions. We have lots of opinions, and we'd like to be able to
1: share them with you folks. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions before the next show, again, radio maximumvp.com or hit us up at, at maximumvp, or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Hey,
0: we uh, try to have a lot of fun. Tonight we were beating up on, on professional advisors more than, than uh, coveting them, if that's a good word. That's, that's too big a word for us. We don't like those kind of words, but uh, I said it anyway. Right. Anyway. Um, Yes, we we uh, love love what we do as business coaches, and we'd love to talk to you folks.
1: All right, folks, we'll see you next week at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. The
0: memories of paradise.